Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning. This is your secret surprise solo Pauly T episode of the Russell Wolf podcast. And I'm going to get straight into the beginning of AEW Dynamite this week, which started with Orange Cassidy versus Adam Cole. There was some really great character work during this match. I mean, these guys are absolute pros, so you would expect it, and they delivered. Uh, very, very enjoyable. Um, some really, really top quality physical action as well. But uh, in the end, this was a mechanism to deliver the introduction of Kyle O'Reilly to AEW. So yes, as expected, the guy who exited NXT just a couple of weeks ago is here already because the Federation decided not to renew his contract, so he was not under any period of uh, no compete right in. There was a couple of little spots that I would like to uh, I would like to highlight though. Um, one where um, Adam Cole hit a backstabber on 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 uh, Orange Cassidy, threw him through Cassidy into uh, one corner and then back into the uh, diagonal other corner. He propped him up onto the top rope of the corner uh, in an attempt to um, hit a suplex. And as I've mentioned before, um, I really like how these spots typically don't come across as being obviously planned. So the, uh, the, the guy who's taking the bump doesn't just unlock their feet from the, uh, the middle rope and climb up and get nicely in position and allow the other guy to, to flip them over, these, over his head. He actually fights them off. They, they usually, they you know, fight, do fight them off. And in this case, he, get, he, he did as well. He, he did fight, fight him off. He, he ended up hitting a really solid DDT and got a near fall. There was another spot where uh, Adam Cole missed a boom kick and ended up slamming his knee into the steps, uh, which I couldn't help but think must have been painful because uh, it was really hard to be able to um, do that um, without generating some serious impact. There was some brilliant comedy work, of course, from Aaron Cassidy with lots of his sloth moves. There was a great spot where Cole hit his Panama sun Sunrise. He attempts to pin Orange Cassidy uh, while uh, lazily lying on top with uh, doing Cassidy's pockets move, and uh, Cassidy kicks out. Crowd was really hot at this point. This was very, very enjoyable. Then, uh, yeah, another another spot where uh, Cassidy avoided the uh, boom kick, and then hit his beach break flip for the to get a pin. He um, pulled Adam Cole's left arm in towards Cole's body, and so he was unable to use it to fight off the uh, to avoid the pin, but. Cole used his right arm to avoid the pin, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Taz was unusually leading, <laughs> leaning onto the face side during this match, which is the beginning of the broadcast. Very interesting. Yeah, so look, Kyle Wai appeared. Uh, the uh, the as yet unnamed uh, tag team, who used to be called the Undisputed Era, ran all over the best friends at the end. The uh, 
the young bucks came out looking around like, what's this all about? Like, jealous girlfriends. Look, this was the first match. I'm not even sure if there were any if there were any ad breaks. I, it, it just it flowed so well, um, and you know, ending with uh, O'Reilly appearing. So that was the payoff we all wanted. I give this a, a very solid A, or uh, something you could alternatively think of of a nine out of ten. Next up, we saw a uh, promo from which 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 began with a uh, an interview by Tony Schiavone of Hangman Adam Page. Now, an a quote unquote interview in AEW is uh, usually. Uh, the vehicle for uh, someone to rant for 10 minutes after answering one question, or they answer one question and then get interrupted, and it becomes, uh, Tony Tony Schiano becomes irrelevant. And in this case, it was the latter. Uh, so uh, we found out, um, we found out with a, with a taped uh, uh, promo just before this happened, that um, at the very first TBS version of Dynamite on January the 5th, uh, the rematch between Hangman Adam Page and Brian Danielson for the world title will happen. So Hangman, Hangman Adam Page says to Tony Schiavone that when he looks back and considers the three years that he'd, he's been a part of AEW, uh, he never felt less of a champion than he did last week after drawing with Brian Danielson after 60 minutes and that the only feeling he has is disappointment. So straight after this, Danielson comes out with the microphone. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> he said wait many times. Uh, he, he referred to Paige as an entitled millennial cowboy who still has the belt around his shoulder but is disappointed. Uh, so, you know, we should feel so sorry for him. But, you know, really, who should be disappointed? It's the AEW fans. Because he, or I, as in Brian Danielson, as he's speaking, kicked your ass for 60 minutes. And if anyone should be the champ, it should be me. We've got a match on January 5th, and I'm going to kick your ass again. The only reason we that he managed to uh, be unsuccessful in beating him was because he had a had a bit a little bit of a sore leg from uh, when his, his match with John Silver. <laughs> that was great. Um, so he he makes it clear that uh, he's not going to wrestle until uh, this match on January fifth, which is quite unusual considering leading up to the match, uh, he has been wrestling every single week. So. He makes a proposal that if Adam Page stalls, and that's the reason why it went to 60 minutes, because he stalled. Anyway, um, <laughs> that we have judges. Okay, right. Um, so Page comes back, says, look, I, I, I uh, think that you could have been more creative here. Uh, I, I was going thinking about all these other options. He was thinking about things like uh, a ladder match or a cage match or... No time limit, even, was one of them. Anyway, he says, uh, if we keep time limits, let's get some old guys some paydays. Sure, sure. But you better pay them in advance because it's not going to be necessary. And I'm not going to let someone tell me I'm a B-plus player. <laughs> 
So he's not keen to get uh, a judge to uh, to uh, uh, offer criticism of him, and making a very very clear reference to the way that Brian Danielson was treated uh, in in uh, the Federation. Now this um, this for me was an A plus A plus promo. Uh, I I love the fact that AEW don't do many rematches because it uh, was getting so incredibly tiring to see the same wrestler against the other, you know, his, his opponent over and over and over again, every week, every week, every week. And sometimes even one pay-per-view to the next pay-per-view. And it was like, come on, be more creative, move on. So look, AEW don't do this uh, very often. They're doing it in this case, and look, the, these are these are two of the best, two of the best in the in the game. One arguably is the is the best in the world. Um, <laughs> and I'm not talking about punk here. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, this is this is instantly uh, delicious. Uh, I I gave this a plus for the promo. We saw a pinnacle promo where um, Wardlow's. Babyface turn has been teased again. Wardlow squashed some dude for a, a one minute and ten seconds match. Look, I, uh, I uh, last week's one was fine. In fact, it was good. It was great. It was I think I gave it an A. This one, like I, I don't know. Do we really need to? Do we really need to see these over and over again? Uh, it was just a look. It was one minute and ten seconds. So whatever. Uh, look. C. <laughs> um, next up, we, we, we had a uh, we had the one of the semi-final matches of the TBS tournament. This was Nyla Ru- Nyla Rose versus Ruby Soho, and um, look, I found this to be a pretty typical sort of underdog match where the face barely appeared likely during the match. Until the very end, pretty much like all of Darby's match, um, they're getting quite tired for my liking. I, I I much prefer to see two gladiators going at it, where you equally believe that any one of them are, are gonna, you know, could be the winner at the end. Uh, C minus. It was a ten minute match. Uh, again, Taz was barely playing heel. Uh, he even sang along to Ruby's music at the end. Uh, yeah, look, I didn't, didn't even mention what happened. So, yeah, at the end, uh, yeah, obviously, uh, Nyla Rose was uh, dominating for most of the match, and at, at, she she dragged Ruby Soho up to the top rope, into the, like into the corner onto the top rope, and it didn't really just seem to serve any other purpose than to just set herself up for Soho to hit her no-future finisher, which she did, and she won. It was just... After you know nine and a half minutes of being pretty much thrown and kicked around the ring, uh, I I don't know I just didn't dig it. But that's me. Anyway, next we uh, saw a pretty vicious promo from Serena Deeb setting up a, another uh, seldom used, but this one again I think it's um, worthwhile. Uh, seldom used uh, regular program style feuds. So yeah, this one is Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida, two top stars of the promotion. Next, we've got uh, Malachi Black and Griff Garrison. Now, 
this was a three-minute match. I kind of expected that um, it could have been a little bit more of a squash, but you know, Garrison did have some decent, decent, um, uh, decent few spots where he was he was on top. There was in particular a huge suicide dive over Malachi's black Malachi Black's head and shoulders in the in the early stages. And at the end, look, really, I just thought it it played out to be Black showing off just how good he is to watch. He's a dominant badass who's creative and doesn't depend on one or two moves to get the job done. It's no wonder he's so popular and is struggling to generate heel heat. And in here, in this in this particular match, they didn't even try to make him seem to be, you know, a scary monster or, or you know, spooky. There was no, there was no uh, black mist silliness or no eye poking or anything like that. It was just a dominant match. It, it was, it was really good, really good. I'm looking to. It was just a three three minute match. That uh, look, yeah, I'll go, I'll go, uh, just a solid B, solid B for this one. <laughs> Then we made it to the main event, and this this was this was Tony Khan's Christmas present to the fans. I reckon this is potentially a match of the year candidate. Now, we have to consider when you say such outlandish things like this that uh, keep it in context. Okay, so would I say that this was better than? The Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros in a cage. I don't think it was, but it's not the same context. <laughs> and hopefully, you understand why once I once I talk through it. So it started off with uh, with Sting coming out wearing CM Punk fists on his face. And it was so detailed and so it looked it looked brilliant. Uh, I was very impressed. What a what a what a great start! What a great first image to see. He was followed quickly by Darby, wearing Sting wall paint on half his face, and it was um, retro style. I'm not sure exactly which era this was from. This was. Um, this was kind of uh, dark pink, maybe sort of purple color uh, with a black outline. Um, yeah, I'm not, not exactly sure, but it's definitely Sting, Sting style of, of, one, of one stage. Then CM Punk comes out wearing a different version, different classic style of Sting wall paint. And this is uh, 80s blonde Sting. And he's wearing these, uh, yeah, very colourful uh, wall paint around his eyes and uh, Sting long trunks from the same era. Wow, what a presentation! Uh, I, <laughs> I couldn't help but stretch a bloody <laughs> silly dumb grin across my face. Oh, this is this has started off so well, and of course we uh, we we had not just uh, one team involved. The other team were the. Amazing, amazing team, team working duo. They just, well, I've got to say, team again. They work so well together. Of uh, of FTR who follow the rules. <laughs> They're dastardly FTR, uh, and I must say, Doctor Damien has uh, has convinced me with his his um, <laughs> uh, regular uh, 
glowing commentary about these guys he's convinced me too they are they are amazing um anyway so we had the dastardly dastardly ftr with their uh their trio their partner in this trio being the uh chicken shit heel of mjf and it was fantastic i mean he's one of the best things out in wrestling at the moment absolutely this uh the the biggest early spot in this was uh an amazing intense cannibal suicide dive from from darby allen god he's good uh sting at 62 is doing so much good work this uh, this was uh this this match had nostalgia pops like crazy like yes this this guy is just he's he is sting who's been out there performing since <laughs> since the 1800s <laughs> he's just he's been going and going and going uh and i i, I can't i'm i'm stunned at how how well he's he's doing uh i mean obviously the uh the, the the workers in the ring have to be safe and they have to sell well for him and 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 make him make sure he doesn't hurt, hurt himself the poor old dude but he's still doing really really well and he's really he's really um, uh, in an in incredibly physical critical physical shape for for a guy that that age and, and he's performing so well he i mean he doesn't need to be in the ring he just needs to be alongside darby be a be a presence be a coach out the back but he is in the ring he is and and he gave us this performance today which which gave the fans this incredible nostalgia feel not only was he there but he we had we had darby and 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 cm punk um you know (laughs) three of the three of the biggest stars in 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 wrestling uh cm punk and sting sting three of the big two of the biggest stars in the last four decades of wrestling um so and 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 so those guys were wearing you know sting makeup to refer to his 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 earlier earlier incarnations that were in greensboro uh this is just nostalgia 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 um uh, and and Wrestling fans love nostalgia, so yeah, the pops for for, for nostalgia was were, were, the the the, uh, the needle was was busting out on the on the <laughs> on, the, on the far far right side of the scale for this one. Um, look, uh, this this ended up with a um, uh, a bit where Sting threw MJF into the barrier heads first and. He, I'm not sure if it was over the top rope or if it was through them, like the 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 top and the second rope, but um, he was thrown with so much force, and FTR tried their best to save him and give him a soft landing, but he still hit his head on the concrete floor. It looked really dangerous, but he came back okay. So, all right, good. I mean, I don't want any of these people to hurt themselves. Then the 62-year-old dude jumps off the top rope onto them for this cross-body splash. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> and then in the final spot, uh, MJF was in the ring. CM Punk was about to line him up for the go-to-sleep, the GTS. 
Dax comes in, pushes him out the way, and basically, you know, takes the bullet. Uh, Punk hits the GTS, knee to the head, knocks him out. Sting picks him up, applies the Scorpion death drop. Then Darby jumps in from, you know, 10 metres away from the other side of the ring to some crazy coffin, coffin drop. It was just amazing. Uh, this was a 26, 26 and a half minute match. Uh, I'm going to give it a double plus. 11 out of 10. <laughs> it was an amazing spot spot fest. Uh, uh, Tony Khan's Christmas present to the fans. Uh, loved it. Whole episode, give it an A. Then we move on to Rampage. And uh, I I couldn't help but think when, when the... Uh, show was about to begin i was thinking cody has to win cody has to win that's 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 all that we need from this episode (laughs) and why do i say that well so it's only been a couple of weeks since i've realized what was actually going on leading up to that for months i've been thinking what is cody doing he's just he's just he's pissing the fans off he's being that same that same triple h or john cena character who's got the fucking golden shovel and buries everyone and just uh writes himself into all the best spots and gives himself all the victories and (laughs) we finally realized yes he is doing it and that's exactly why he's doing it he's taking the fucking piss (laughs) oh dear Yes, uh, when when he did that stupid burning table spot uh, in in that match and and and, and earlier earlier in that match anyway, when he pulls out the golden shovel and uh, finally finally I realised, and then he did that beautiful beautiful bit last week where he tells tells Sammy that he's lucky kid because uh, he he'll be he'll be taking he'll be accepting the open challenge and and. Uh, taking on Sammy for the TNT title. And then he shaped to go into the heel tunnel and then realised, oh no, that's right, I have to go over here because I'm a face. <laughs> uh, yep, by, by that point I was, I'm a, I was all in. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally behind it. Bring it on. Uh, troll the fans, sure. If they, if they don't get it, then deal with it until they get it. Because... I didn't get it for a long time. And then finally, I got it. And even Damo said to me, Damien, Dr. Damien Gibson said to me quite a few times, are you sure? Are you sure this isn't the plan? And I was like, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> Silly me. Silly me. Anyway, so that's what I wanted to happen for this for this, for this this episode. The episode which started off with uh, Jungle Boy against Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, so the plan here was to injure Jungle Boy and therefore cause the Jurassic Express to lose their number one ranking. It had a bit of uh, you know sort of decent back and forth. There was pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, physical action. A few flips and kicks, and yeah, it was you know it was alright. Um, there was a bit of outside focus for a bit where uh, Christian got involved. Then uh, ended up uh, with Jungle Boy hitting a snare trap. A uh, nine-minute match, decent, not great, B-. Uh, next up, we saw Miro in his white void again. I, um, I'm 
starting to think who who is who is Miro talking to? I originally, uh, or even you know, a couple of weeks ago, I, when the last time we saw this, I, I thought he was talking to his god, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it is. Uh, is he just is he just talking out to the distance, <laughs> talking to the general other, or is there is, is there a person? Is there a, is there a and is he talking to Cody? Is he talking to Tony Khan? I, <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to know. I'm sure we'll find out. But it's not his flexible wife. <laughs> anyway, um, next up we see, while the uh, graphics are on screen, introducing the Hook versus Bear Bronson match, that Hook has the number one selling shirt on shopaew.com. This is just a white t-shirt with the word hook over the chest. Nothing else. I, I Look, I must admit, I haven't checked the listing. I don't know if there's anything on the back, but the one they showed on screen was just a white t-shirt with H-O-O-K. This guy is hot. <laughs> so the cold-hearted handsome devil <laughs> saunters, <laughs> saunters right around in the ring. Uh, he, he quickly demonstrates his strength by dragging Bear Bronson by the knee, attempting a single leg grab. A minute later, when Bronson is showboating, he quickly locks in a submission that Bronson barely breaks out of. He bounces out completely, no-selling a spike to the head, slams Bear Bronson down on his head, hits a few cross-face strikes, then gets him into the red rum submission. This was three minutes, and it was an A. This guy's a fucking star. You pick a go, go and reach over into your into your bookshelf and grab your dictionary and look up the word cool. I guarantee you, there's a photo of Hook next to that definition. My God, he is gonna be huge. Next up, we saw a promo from Eddie Kingston and uh, Daniel Garcia. Yet again. Kingston calls Ortiz monkey. This made me feel very uncomfortable. It's not cool. After this, we see legit Layla Hirsch versus Chris Statlander. Look, there was some uh, solid back and forth in this, uh, which I really did enjoy because um, uh, it it uh, presented Layla Hirsch, who is like four foot ten. I kid you not. I think she's maybe. If she's not four foot ten, then it might be like four nine or something like that. It's she's tiny, and Chris Stanley is not. She's a very tall woman. Uh, so yeah, it was it was presented really well. Some really good, decent back and forth, and the best, my best, um, my most enjoyable, the segment that I enjoyed the most about this one was the um, was the finish. Uh, a spider crab submission. I have never seen that before. And I really liked it. Really creative from Chris Dantlander. So it's a six and a half minute match. B plus. Really good stuff. Then we get to the main event. And Cody's entrance seemed to be a little bit more, a little bit, a little bigger and more grand than usual. And uh, <laughs> it's pretty obvious now that uh, after those. <laughs> That stupid table burning table spot a couple of weeks back. That um, that ugly neck tat is not the only unfortunate 
body modification, <laughs> can I say? Body damage, body scarring that <laughs> that Cody is going to wear for uh, for the rest of his life. He's got some serious scars on his back, and I really think they are not going to fade away. Uh, we uh, early on we had some some. Uh, so, some let's go Cody, Cody sucks chance. And this is where I, 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 it really became apparent to me that Cody is John Cena. <laughs> because back when I used to watch the Federation, uh, we would see this over and over again. The crowd would be chanting, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. Let's go Cena, Cena sucks. And this is what we had today. Let's go Cody, Cody sucks. <laughs> Except, except, Cody has way more moves than John Cena. <laughs> yes, many, many more moves in his arsenal. Um, <laughs> there was a, uh, there was an interesting spot outside where where Sammy missed a, a shooting star press. He didn't, he didn't quite land on his face or anything bad like that. But he 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 landed awkwardly on his on his ankle, so he could have could have done some twisting. Uh, he did sort of lean over and sort of uh, favor it for, for, for a moment. Uh, Kobe, Cody took advantage of this and he really began to dominate. He spent a lot of time in the middle of the ring attempting to submit him. Sammy powered through and flipped out into a, uh, a near fall, which was pretty, pretty impressive. But then Cody came, came back. He continued with more stretches and submissions, slowed down the pace again, which is good. I really like it when you make sure that the story is able to be told properly. Uh, he's, he's really dominating, really, at this point, it does not look like Cody, Cody has a, uh, sorry, <laughs> Sammy has a chance. Um, and he's, he's, uh, he has been working on, on Sammy's arm uh, so often, so uh, up to this point. So when, when Sammy has a chance to actually break free and attempt some offense, he, he has to, he has to use his left arm, because his right is so sore, so it really doesn't seem like he's gonna he's gonna be able to um, mount any serious offence. However, he powers back, hits a crossroads, yes, a crossroads on Cody, and then a 450 splash on the outside. So we had a chance to sort of catch our breath for a few seconds. So the pace slowed a bit, slowed slowed down a bit after this, but then Cody quickly counters while they're out and throws Sammy into the first couple of rows of fans. Now, these guys, I think they were wearing the same uniforms. They might have been a visiting sports team or something. So I would expect they knew what was going on and they were, they were okay. They didn't mind someone being some, you know, a, a uh, hundred kilo man being thrown into their laps. Um, back in the ring, uh, Cody hit the crossroads, gets a near fall, uh, because Sammy had just fought back and, and and kicked out. But he's looking really limp. It's really not looking good. Uh, somehow, like he just seems to do it all the time, even though he's looking really, really uh, like uh, it's about to be all over Red Rover, he fights back. He manages to get uh, Cody up for the GDH to go to hell. But Cody kicks out. Uh, he's Cody's down on the mat after this kick out, and 
Sammy climbs up to the top rope in the corner, hits his 6.30 senton, but Cody pulled the knees up. So Sammy is really sore after hit, hit being having those knees driven into him. Cody grabs him, hits crossroads, hits another crossroads. Then Tiger Driver 98, powerbomb, it's all over. This is a 15-minute match, and it is a solid A. This had to happen, people. This had to happen. we got to keep this story going. This has been really good long-term storytelling that I didn't, I couldn't even read for too long, for too long. And I don't know, the, the more the fans don't like it, the more it's working. <laughs> you might not get it. I get it now. I, I, he's taking the piss. He's taking the piss. He's, show, he's, he's showing, <laughs> he's showing the Federation how annoying it is when someone who has so much power writes themselves into these into these glorified positions of success over and over again, and the fans know that they have the power. In this case, Cody is an EVP. He actually is a senior member of staff at All Elite Wrestling. <laughs> not, 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 the, uh, not the son-in-law of the, uh, of the uh, CEO, or not the chief operations oper- officer, <laughs> but he is an EVP. Look, it's been a really enjoyable couple of uh, couple of broadcasts of AEW wrestling. Uh, I, I absolutely love Tony's Christmas present to the fans. That uh, wonderful final, the wonderful main event of Dynamite. I hope you do too. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the little this little secret surprise solo Paulie T edition of WrestleWolf. There might be another one. Let's see. Uh, otherwise, uh, we'll be both back in a couple of weeks, and uh, hope you uh, hope you're all keeping safe and avoiding avoiding the uh, avoiding the sicknesses, and uh, are enjoying your holidays. Keep it up, kids. If you uh, enjoy this board podcast, we would love you to uh, give us a review, share it with your friends. Anyway, y'all, like Damien says, may your wrestling be a good wrestling.